unscripted. Each episode is available to view on YouTube, so be sure to check us out. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Look, it doesn't matter whether they agree with you or not. They are children of God. They have unimaginable potential and worth, and you are going to, you know, we are we need to respect them and, and acknowledge them despite our differences. If everybody believed that and practiced that in the world, it'd be the millennium. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That'd be great. Hey everybody, welcome back to Saints Unscripted. We're here at a Taylor's house. I loved your... <laughs> our editor, did, our yeah, videographer, did the countdown for us and then... like the, I almost yelled action. Was, I thought that would not be appropriate. Tyson, you have to add in the Nacho Libre whipping noise. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we're back again with Jackson. Welcome, Jackson. Thank you. Um, okay, so so the topic for today is Christ-like communication. Jackson, why did you choose this topic? Well, as I was saying before, recent events have had a lot of polarization in my personal life. Like, a lot of people have gotten angry, which whatever side people are on, and I've noticed that there is a lack of love and communication from both sides, and yeah... And it, I've been thinking about this recently, too, and it's usually the things that you really have to work on that you try and preach and profess. It's not all the time, but I know for me it is. <laughs> so I, this is really on my mind about trying to, even when you disagree, especially when you disagree with someone, to communicate in a way that Jesus would. Because Jesus disagreed with a lot of people, <laughs> still does, and communicates in such a loving way. And so I just thought about how um, we can fix, not fix, but improve that in ourselves and in our society. Mm -hmm. Okay, so question for you. I feel like, so we're talking about, you know, communicating with Christ-like love with mm -hmm. people, even when they disagree. Um, what would your response be um, to people who say, well, Christ flipped over the tables of the money changers and Christ called people dogs. And... That's a good question. <laughs> yeah, so like, okay, so if we're going to follow Christ's example, why can't we do those things? Well, man, I flipped some tables, but I, it was not in righteous indignation like Christ had. <laughs> Didn't but, go well? Yeah. Um, well, I'd say... You could use that card in so many cases. You could use that card for when to be like Jesus and when not to be like Jesus. Mm. Um, I think it's because, one, he had the authority to do that in that case. Because that, that was his house, his place. And, one, it was righteous indignation. It was righteous wrath. It wasn't like, you know what, I'm just chipped off so to hate you guys. He was just like, this is horrible. There's, uh, there's contraries we have to prove. And I think that's been a lot of this... In the past couple of weeks um, in the United States recently, all this controversy, there is love and mercy and obedience and justice. They're two contraries. And in order to find harmony in the gospel of Jesus Christ, we find them well, proving those two contraries in the middle because they're both necessary. But... Explain that to me like I'm five because I got, I got confused. <laughs> okay, sorry. So, what do you mean by proving a contrary? So you, you prove that you need it. That's necessary. 
one of the people that I watch for Come Follow Me, his name is Jared Halverson. I love him. You guys should have him on the show sometime. He's going to come to BYU this next semester. He's an amazing teacher, one of the meekest people I've ever met, or I've never met him, <laughs> ever watched. <laughs> um, but he really talks about this this concept of proving contraries, especially with the Old Testament this year, about, man, some things are like really on one side and really on the other um, with the Israelites, especially. But when it comes to Jehovah, he's very perfectly balanced. Funny. <laughs> um, one example that Brother Halverson gives is on the cross, it's like we have the vertical beam of the cross, which is from us to God, our communication with us to God. And then we have the side of the cross, the horizontal, which is our communication and love, loving our neighbor as we love ourselves and loving God first with all our heart, mind, and strength mm -hmm. and saying that these two commandments are necessary. And as human beings, we tend to overcorrect in one or the other. But Christ is perfectly in the middle of those two contraries on the cross. Hmm. And so That's I really find, interesting. I just find that fascinating. Yeah. Um, and why and how we can prove two contraries at the same time. Because that happens in the gospel over and over again, especially when things get messy like they are right now. And I think that, that the Doctrine and Covenants gives us some instruction on how to do that, how to find that balance. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking of the scripture. Uh, we're talking about uh, instructions for, for the priesthood on how to interact with people. Persuasion, long-suffering. Yeah. Is that 121? Yeah, it's 121. When they talk about reproving others, reproving with sharpness when necessary, um, under the influence of the Holy Ghost, mm -hmm. and then afterwards showing forth an increase of love mm -hmm. towards those people. So I think that when we're talking about, you know, this Christ-like communication, it's important to, to make the point that we're not talking about being a pushover or just like letting ourselves get pushed around all the time, or, or it's not saying we can't be bold and, and uh, courageous in defending our faith or opinions. Um, but if reproval is needed, it needs to be under the influence of the spirit and not under the influence of our pride or ego or things like that. Yeah. Does that make sense? Would, would you guys agree yeah, with that? Yeah, yeah, totally. I think so. Like it says, it has increase of love afterwards. And I think that's such a good example of parenting mm -hmm. as well, especially our father in heaven, who so many times I felt like he's absolutely, you know, abases me. I'm just like, oh man, I'm the worst. And he's like, you know what? In that moment, you kind of were... <laughs> but I love you so much. <laughs> like, okay, you're right. Thanks. Um, so, yeah, that's a really good scripture. And I think it's also important to remember that, you, I think you mentioned this a little bit, there are things that Christ can do that, that we can't do, that we're not mm -hmm. authorized to do. Uh, for instance, when it comes to forgiveness. You know, Christ says, I will forgive whom I will forgive. But of you, it's required to forgive all men. Mm -hmm. You know, so so it's our place to to do the forgiving he can forgive who he's going to forgive, but but there are things that there are, there's a role that we play that uh, that we need to be we need to be careful not to you know assume that just because Christ did something we can do the same thing. Yeah, he's our eternal judge. Mm -hmm. There are things a judge can do that we can't do. Mm -hmm. Right. That's very true. And one thing as well is that he is the judge. And he always, over and over again, talks about his love, though. I think it was Isaiah 54, 56, 58, where he's comparing, you know, the, the house of Israel to an unfaithful wife. 
and how the wife will, oh, you cheated on me, you did this, you did that, you left me, I didn't want you to go. And yeah, was I kind of mad about that? Yeah, you know, I had every right to be. But I was still here with open arms. You open arms, I drink. <laughs> That's literally where my mind went to. Let's <laughs> go. Yes. Um, but I was still here, and I'm going to take you back. And you're gonna be better than ever. No one's ever gonna come against you again. And so that's that's one thing that, even in that, and you look at the history of Israel, especially this year in the Old Testament, they're doing so many terrible things over and over again. And Jesus is just like, oh my gosh, guys. <laughs> but he's just there over and over again. You know, I bet that the band Journey feels the same way towards their former lead singer, Steve Perry, Steve. whom we all wish would come back. Not that the new lead singer is bad by any means, but it's Steve Perry. Steve Wait, Perry. when did that happen? A long time. A long time. Yeah. It's been a while. So sad. Yeah. I don't listen to them enough to know that. Well, so we, we love you, Steve. <laughs> we do. We miss you. If you ever want to come on here, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> love to hear your experience for some reason. So, <laughs> for some reason. Let's talk about criticizing for a minute, because I feel like um, that's kind of a touchy subject because, because w I mean, we should all be open to improvement, right? And, like, mm -hmm. you, it, it's illogical to just say, oh, you can never criticize anything, anytime, you know? But what do we, where do we, how do we handle that? Like, is it a mm -hmm. good thing? Is it a bad thing? When is it good? When is it bad? Because I think some people are under the impression, this is kind of a reference to talk, or a speech given by Dallin H. Oaks about criticism a while back. And a lot of people have interpreted that talk as, you know, it's a sin to criticize, you know, church leaders mm -hmm. or things like that. So so what are your thoughts on that? So it's interesting. I have an experience in mind. It was actually a few months ago. So I was dating this girl. She was a wonderful person. And how society, we tend to overcorrect from one extreme to the other, like really big issues with uh, and difficult topics to talk about for some people about um, LGBT issues and transgender things. He's talking about overcorrection, and one way back in the day was just oh, treated people so bad depending on their skin color, where they were from, or how they felt on the inside. I and mean, we were just absolutely horrible. And then. Now, it's crazy to even fathom that we can overcorrect in that way where it's like eat, drink, and be merry, everything's fine, um, and there is no sin. There is no, yeah, when it comes to like wherever someone's from or what they look like, like that's a given. Like, you don't like that makes no sense to not like someone, but there's so many other issues where it's sometimes it's, it gets a little more gray for some people on like, okay, what's okay and what's not. And he's talking about that over correction. And more to point out, like, when well, we love someone, but we, with our faith, we can't agree with someone because that would go against what we believe, but we don't withhold our love from them. We continue to love them and help them in any way we can and just be there for them. This girl I was dating one time, we were talking, and I saw something on Instagram or Facebook of a woman who was like trying to look I wouldn't want to say promiscuous but trying to look very kind of gorgeous while she was like pregnant which she has every right to do but it just to me it just seemed a little off I'm like I feel like you shouldn't be like showing off your baby like it's like some 
sexy kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like it's like a really sacred experience between you and your husband. And she was like, well, she can just do that. I'm like, I know she can do that, but I mean, like, I don't, I don't really agree with it. And she was like really upset that I didn't like that. And like three days later, she was like, yeah, we're done. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Dang. Um, wow. Yeah. And so like, it's not about a right or wrong thing, but um, I was really taken aback that I couldn't just be like, you know, I don't know if that is very correct. If that's very moral in a sense, not saying that I'm some perfectly moral human being, goodness sake, definitely not. But, you know, I, I think that for some members of the church, they have a really hard time with like, oh, we need to point out everything that's wrong with society. And you like, this is dumb. This is dumb. This is not what a savior would do. And some people are like, just, you know, let everything slide kind of a deal. And again, you have to prove those two contraries. It's like, yes and yes, but no and no. <laughs> you know, I, I love the JST of, of the beginning of Matthew 7. It's not just like, judge not, because that's false. We judge every day. When you walk down the street and you see someone, you know, if I see a little girl with a lollipop in her hand holding hands with her mom, and be like, oh, cute little girl and her mom. If I see someone walking down the street dressed in all black with a baseball bat in his hand and he looks really angry, I'm going to be like, yikes, I'm going to go to the other side. You know, that's a judgment. Yeah. And that's natural. We have that for a reason. Um, but judge righteous judgment, like the JST says, to be like, you know, how would the Savior actually judge in this situation? And that's a really hard thing to do. Um, and so it's it's a balance. It really is a balance of there comes a point where you need to not just defend a God, because God doesn't need defending. He's God. <laughs> but to not be, I guess, not be complicit in a way. Not, not just go with the flow and let things kind of slide. I think when it comes to criticism, I think it's important also to differentiate between constructive criticism and destructive criticism, because I think that I think that destructive criticism is just wrong. Like, I I, I can't think of a circumstance when destructive criticism or criticism just for the sake of criticism, just to put somebody down, just to gossip about someone, just to complain about someone or something. I can't think of a situation where that would be a positive thing. Yeah. But constructive criticism is great. It's it's needed, that's important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not very good Amen. at handling it. <laughs> I don't think many people are. But it's important and I think should be welcome. And I think it is welcome, at least in, in the church, I think it's welcome. But but things like backbiting and, and gossiping just they're not useful. I don't think they don't mm-hmm. they don't bring a spirit of helpfulness and construction and building you know something up, which is another way to say construction. And I'm just rambling, <laughs> at this point. but uh, I, I'm not good at avoiding destructive criticism. But it sure isn't helpful. It's it's and it doesn't make you feel yeah. particularly good. And whether you say it or not, you always have something that comes in your brain. When someone does something kind of dumb, you're like. Yes, you know what? You shouldn't come that you heckin'. Yep. <laughs> but sometimes you don't always say it. But even Jesus said, like, don't even think that. Just don't. Just don't. And it's like, gosh, that's kind of hard. Do as we say, not as we do. Exactly. I think is the We'd message. We'd be good here. politicians. Oh my gosh, I hate <laughs> politics so much. Don't even get me started. Don't even get me started. David for president? No. Yes. <laughs> no, no.
I'm not gonna ask any more questions. Alex, do you have anything to say? I, I do not. I love everything we talked about. I think it's all very good information that especially all, like a good reminder that we could all just remember to just be more Christ-like. Like, why can't we just do that sometimes, you know? <laughs> but yeah, I love everything you said, so thank you. Thank you. I have a quote. <laughs> yes. It's a recent one, um, and it's by uh, Elder Dieter F. Uchtdorf. Yes. It was really good, and I think captures the spirit of, of what we're talking about a little bit. He said, this was at a seminar for new mission leaders. He said, everyone with whom we come in contact, even those who reject this glad message, are infinite immortal beings of staggering worth and unimaginable potential. We love, acknowledge, and respect them regardless of their attitude towards us or the church. I think that's super powerful. That is. And dang. straightforward. Mm -hmm. Him just saying like, look, it doesn't matter whether they agree with you or not. They are children of God. They have unimaginable potential and worth. And you are going to, you know, we are we need to respect them and, and acknowledge them despite our differences. If everybody believed that and practiced that in the world, it'd be the millennium. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That'd be great. And sometimes I'm pretty sure our parents heard it. We've heard it. You guys are the chosen generation. This is the generation where the Savior comes and you will save the earth and you know, proclaim yeah. the gospel to all of Israel. And it's like we could be. We also couldn't be at the same time. Um, you know, Jesus told Joseph Smith, if you live to be 83, yeah, sure, I'll come. But just don't ask me again, okay? Um, it's While he's like, you're going to be dead a decade. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Um, but it's it's really a choice if we're the chosen generation or not. not the chosen generation is a bad way to put it. Um, if we are the generation when Christ comes, because we're all chosen if we choose him. Um, but the question is, how much do we want to choose him? You know, are are we ready? It's not if Jesus is ready or if the world is ready. It's let's are his people ready? Are we loving enough for him to come to help the world in a positive way? Hmm. Are we going to be that way? And I feel like this is something that is, is so easy to see. When you think about Jesus, think about charity and love and kindness. Yet so many people hate Christians because it seems like Christians are the worst kind of people because they always persecute and they tell you how to do this and this. But um, with Jesus, it's always just putting love first. Are, are we ready to, to help one another out no matter what? I think it's in John 13 where Jesus is talking to the apostles and he says, this is how people are going to know you are my disciples. That you love one another, you mm. love each other, and I'm pretty sure he definitely had in mind that, like, hey, you know, wink, wink, you know, breaking the fourth wall, looking at us from the scriptures, saying, that's how you, people are gonna know you follow me, and that's more importantly, that people know that you love them. I love that so much because because uh, because of what Christ doesn't say there. He doesn't say you're my disciples because you have. All the right answers to this set of theological questions it's because you love one another you know and and i think that so often we get wrapped up in who's right and who's wrong when it comes to religion or political issues but that's not the standard that christ set for his disciples it's do you love each other not are you right about everything do you love each other and if you don't whether you call yourself a christian or not if you're not loving each other despite disagreements, despite whatever it may be, then you're not my disciples. Mm -hmm. 
Well, Love it. Really good insight. Any final thoughts? I just want to share a scripture from First John. I think it's chapter four. Um, I love the book of John. So he says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God, and knoweth God. He that loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love. Herein is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us, and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. And I love that. Love it. Yeah, that's great. Great note to end on. Jackson, thanks for being here. Guys, um, I, I want to leave you with a question. Uh, now that we've talked about this, and maybe you can respond to this in the comments uh, or just ponder it. I don't like that word. Think about it. Um, how do you love? Maybe just think about what that means and what that looks like in your life. Um, maybe we can do another episode about that at a future time because that's an important question but uh, this has been great Jackson thank you for being here with us once again if you have questions for Jackson also drop those in the comments so many for me I don't know so many questions for Jackson <laughs> thanks you guys we'll see you next time thanks for listening if you want to watch our videos check us out on YouTube or shoot us a message on Facebook Instagram or Twitter